Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into all you are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We are now on episode 15. And I am excited to talk to you today about pivoting, pivoting in life, pivoting in work, pivoting in your business, why we pivot, why pivoting is natural, how to pivot successfully, what to avoid when pivoting. And this episode is inspired by an event that I went to a few weeks ago. I did a fireside chat with my friend Pollock, who is the founder of this lovely company called Emberia. Um, I will share their website in the show notes. It's like an events and experiences-based company. And she and her friend Kirsty threw this lovely event called Permission to Pivot and asked me to uh, speak at the event from my experience and from the experiences that I've had pivoting and my sort of philosophy on pivoting. So that is what I want to focus on with you today. But before I dive into that, yesterday I hosted a workshop called Manifesting in Midlife. And I'm so proud of this workshop because I really thought hard about the woman, meaning you, (laughs) that I'm trying to reach with this message that you have likely manifested so many of the good things in your lives and you may not even realize it. You may think that you worked hard or that you just did all the right things, but I guarantee you there was something else going on, something a little bit more mystical that led you to those successes and to that achievement. And so I created this workshop for you to take the wisdom that is already within you and to realize that there is a bit of a formula and it doesn't have to feel like a formula, but when you understand the steps and you start applying it to your life on a daily basis, not only are you able to manifest more and become like a manifesting machine, I'm talking like that parking spot's going to be available for me when I drive right up, Um, but also you just feel like you are more in your life, that you're appreciating things in your life every day that there's you may desire things but you're not desiring from a place of lack you're desiring from a place of celebration of celebrating what you already have in your life and just wanting to welcome in more so if you have any interest in either watching the recording or having me host it again i'd love to hear from you you can send me a dm on instagram um, Kana underscore all you are, because it really was a beautiful masterclass and I'm excited to teach it again. Okay. Let's start talking now about pivoting and this idea of needing permission to pivot. 
Okay. So what are the reasons that we pivot? Like, let's really explore this. I actually asked this question on social media before the event to get a sense of why people feel they need to pivot. So some of the answers I got back were, we pivot because something isn't working. We might pivot because we feel called to do more. We pivot because we want to reconnect with our joy. Some of us pivot because we're craving for freedom outside structure, right? A lot of us live um, via a sense of structure for most of our lives. Some of us want to heal parts of our soul that are ready for healing. And for some of us, it could be more pragmatic reasons, like we want to drive more learning after getting to a performance plateau in our lives. These are all incredible, meaningful reasons to pivot. And what I want to talk to you about today is why we should actually, instead of asking permission to pivot, start saying, please pivot. (laughs) Pivoting is the most natural thing in the world. And I think instead of thinking about pivoting as a negative thing, we should be reframing it as a positive thing. So the first thing that I want to say around this is that pivoting is natural. It's permanence that isn't. Let's look to nature as our teacher. I told this story at the event. So there was a tree outside my daughter's window and a branch was growing right near the window. That branch didn't try to bust through the window or stop growing. Instead, it changed direction. It found a new path, a new path of least resistance. It pivoted. Pivoting is really a way of responding to new information, to external changes, and to your evolution. I have made many personal pivots in my own life. Back in 2013, I co-founded a business called Bricka. At the time that I co-founded that business, I was married and my husband was living with a serious medical condition that we managed on a daily basis. Bricka during that time was truly my refuge. It was a creative outlet. It was stimulating from an intellectual, creative, emotional standpoint. But to be frank, we weren't making a lot of money. (laughs) We were seeing a lot of external success. We were growing a community. We were partnering with marquee brands, opening pop-ups, and getting press. And I really believe we were doing meaningful and fulfilling work. But the financial picture didn't mirror the picture of what was happening externally, which is often the case. So in the midst of growing Bricka, my husband passed away when we were both 38 years old. I continued working almost with a renewed enthusiasm, but it was as if now I could really fully focus on what was happening in the business. And I I started to see things that I hadn't before, i.e. I was getting new insights and new information. What I've realized is that pivoting rarely happens in an instant, or the need to pivot rarely happens in an instant. It's rarely an all of a sudden aha. What happens is you get little trickles of information. You have a conversation here and a conversation there, and you get an idea here or a download there, and suddenly what needs to be done comes to you. 
So sometime later, I got remarried and I had a baby. And it was after my daughter was born that I started to realize that the business I was in was no longer working for me and my life. I had lost so much over the years. All those years that I'd felt like I'd really been caring for someone else and not giving myself much. And I knew that I needed to start building my life back up. And when I say building, it wasn't just about money. It was about my own identity. It was about my own healing. So my co-founder and I first kind of looked at the business and said, what's, what's needed here, right? What's best for the business? And in the end, I decided that leaving was what I needed to do. Pivoting is about responding to what we're experiencing on all fronts. It's a holistic decision. It's about taking the inputs and evaluating whether we are still on the right track. Sometimes a pivot can be small. Other times it does need to be major. We evaluate and then we respond by pivoting. Albert Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Pivoting is natural, permanence isn't. Sometimes the different result is just our own happiness and fulfillment, and that is reason enough to pivot. The second thing I want to say about pivoting is that we don't need permission to pivot, but we do need support. Permission means consent or authorization. And many of us feel like we need permission to do things, permission to make a decision, permission to leave, permission to change. Why do we feel like we need permission and who are we really seeking it from? In my group programs that I run for women, we work a lot on connecting to our inner voice. We work on strengthening that inner voice, on trusting it, on listening to that inner voice or the voice of our higher self, as I like to say. She knows what is best for you. She knows what you're being called to do. She knows what you're made of. But so many of us have become disconnected from that knowing. And this is where the needing permission comes in. Instead of trusting what's in our hearts, we look to the much louder external voices around us. Our parents, our neighbors, our peers, what people are doing on social media, and so on. And those voices are really loud. We have gotten used to listening to them on a regular basis. They tend to drown out our own inner voice. Your inner voice is a whisper. And in order to be heard, you need to slow down and listen. Give your inner voice space. Otherwise, those external voices will overpower and drown out your inner voice. The third thing I want to cover with you today is how to avoid pivoting pitfalls. I want to cover with you some of the areas where it can all go wrong. So the first pitfall is not knowing your why. It's so important to know why you are pivoting. And by why, I mean Simon Sinek's, the root of it all, the big W-H-Y. What is your true core why? 
Knowing your why is what will hold you through the toughest of times when you are up at night wondering, what am I doing? What have I done? Am I doing the right thing? You'll be asking yourself if you've just done something crazy, but in all of that, your why will be your beacon of light. I put my why up on the wall where I can see it and be reminded every day why I'm doing what I'm doing to the point where I have gotten up at 2 a.m., worrying about things, wandered into my office, read my why, and instantly felt calm, instantly felt like you're living your purpose. Who said living your purpose wasn't going to feel uncomfortable? So it's so important to know your why. My why is that I want to be a part of the movement to help set women free. After 20 years of building a career in retail, my why is so that I can help women, including myself, stop asking or feeling like we need permission to do or be anything that we desire. My why is for every woman to follow her dreams and to live her life as a full expression of who she is, to feel free. I have this posted on the bulletin board in my office and I look at it every day. When you doubt yourself or come up against your limitations, your why will pull you through. The second pivoting pitfall is really being clear on whether you are running away from something versus running towards something. And this is a very important distinction. So let me give you an example. Um, I have a friend. We all have this friend who hated her job. She was so desperate to get out of that job that she started frantically applying to any job she was qualified for. This was a case of pivoting to run from something instead of running towards something. So it's really important that you have a something of purpose, of meaning that is pulling you forward versus that you are just running away from something. Now, mind you, there is a time where we do need to move away, but that should be the the very first step as part of your pivot. That's not where your pivot ends. Your pivot ends where you are going towards what it is that you really want. The third pivoting pitfall is when we overly try to control things. We when we're doing something new, we feel like we're on shaky ground, right? We have disrupted things for ourselves. And we often feel a need to control exactly how everything is going to roll out. It's so funny, even in my group programs, when women join, at the very beginning, beginning, I ask them to clarify their vision or dream. Most of them, being high-achieving, ambitious women, say they want a clear path to their next step. Guess what? There is very rarely, if ever, a clear path. To pivot successfully, you have to be open to how things unfold. There isn't a well-worn path through the dense forest to get to where you want to go. You're going to have to push over trees. Okay, maybe not push over trees. <laughs> push over branches and and you know, climb over rocks in order to create your own path to what it is that you desire. Of course, you can create a plan as you should and can. But then surrender to what happens next and look for the opportunities there. Let things unfold and respond as things unfold. Usually, a pivot means you're going into uncharted territory. You're headed 
into the unknown. You cannot plan for everything in the unknown. So plan with what you do know and then relax and intentionally respond to how things unfold. To finish off today, I wanted to share this quote by Jay Summit, who wrote a book called Disrupt Yourself. He says, pivoting is not the end of the disruption process, but the beginning of the next leg of your journey. Pivoting is the beginning of something beautiful. So quickly, here are the three takeaways on pivoting. The first is, pivoting is natural, permanence isn't. Let's reframe pivoting to be something that points to growth and evolution and to the possibilities in the unknown. The second thing is that you don't need permission to pivot, but you do need support. When you're deciding to pivot, listen to your inner voice. Get quiet, give yourself time to meditate or journal or go for walks and really be clear that what is calling calling you forward is coming from your inner voice. And then gather people around you who will support you on the way, whether it is through a group program like the ones that I run, um, through the help of a therapist, some really great friends who are on a similar track to you, or by joining a mastermind. And then the third thing is to avoid pivoting pitfalls. So some of the pivoting pitfalls we talked about are to know your why, release control of how things unfold, and also be clear that you are running towards something versus running away from something. If you are at this moment sitting on the fence and are thinking about pivoting, or if you have recently pivoted and are nervous about whether you did the right thing, I want you to know that you have what it takes to successfully pivot. All you need is a commitment to where you're headed. And instead of giving you permission to pivot, I'm telling you, trust your inner voice and please pivot. That is it for today's episode. I, again, thank you so much for being here with me. I love hearing your feedback on the podcast. We are only 15 episodes in, but I thank you so much for coming along this journey with me. And, you know, I would really love to hear what's on your mind. What are some of the challenges that you're facing? What are some of the aha moments that you're having in your life that you think you would want to share with others? I would love to hear them. So please send me a DM on Instagram. You can also head over to my website, allyouare.ca, and there's a contact form. You can send me a note there. If you are interested in going deeper into this work, I have group programs, I do one-on-one coaching, and I would love to connect with you either way on a discovery, a complimentary discovery call. So please do reach out. And if you are loving the podcast, if you would hit follow so that you are notified every Wednesday when a new episode comes up, also share with a friend. And finally, if you could give me a five-star review and just leave a little comment about what you love about the podcast, It would mean the world to me and help me reach more people and more women, especially with this message. Thank you so much, friends, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.